Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. So much for that drama leading up to the Aaron Judge arbitration hearing this past Friday. Turned out to be much ado about nothing at all. Yanks and their big boppers settled on a $19 million deal for 2022 before a hearing ever took place. But I ask you this, was this settlement just the quiet before the storm? Because settling on a long-term deal will be far more difficult to make happen. You can bet on that. And you can be sure everyone, fans, media, everyone, is going to have something to say about it. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. And folks, you've heard me say this many, many times before. Many times before. I am a capitalist, okay? I go make as much money as you possibly can. I'm all for anybody getting what they feel they can get, okay? Uh, At the same time, I'm also a believer in common sense has to prevail now and then. And and I'm, I'm talking about both sides here, all right? But I'm also gonna say this, and I'm saying this ahead of the fact because as sure as I'm talking to you, like I said, you can bet on it happening. People are going to draw a line in the sand. People are going to take sides. Uh, I'm for the Yankees. I'm for Judge. Judge is being uh, moronic. The Yankees are being cheap. I can hear the ad nauseum what's going to happen. I can hear it. I can hear it. It's reverberating in my head right now. But you've heard me say this many times before as well. Far be it from me to tell someone how to spend what they should do with their money. And and fans and the media are as guilty as anybody when it comes to that. Because fans don't think about business. Fans do not think about business. They think about why they're fans. They love their ball player. They love their ball players. And that's all they care about. That's all they care about. Uh. Sometimes, I think more times than not, they're going to get on the side of the player, especially when he's a much-liked player, you could say, when it comes to Aaron Judge, a beloved player, uh, a prideful Yankee. uh, You know, they would side with Aaron. But understand this. Understand this about the Yankees. Whatever you want to say about the Yankees, don't ever, ever, ever call the Yankees cheap, okay? Because that would be ridiculous. I'm just saying, let's use common sense here. I really like Aaron Judge. I mean, quite frankly, what the hell, folks, is there not to like about Aaron Judge? He's a gamer. He never dogs it. He plays hard all the time. He's a good-looking athlete conducts himself like a gentleman. I mean, he is the whole package. You know, and he's a guy who deserves a lot of money. That's why the Yankees offered him 
$213.5 million for seven years. Do the math, folks. In case you haven't already, that's $30.5 million per year for the seven years, to which Aaron turned it down. God bless Aaron. Aaron feels, he feels he wants more money. He deserves more money. He's entitled to believe that. I'm not going to call him names. I'm not going to call him stupid. That's, that's his thinking, his agent's thinking. He has the courage to bet on himself. God bless him. I'm not going to knock him for that. And I'm certainly not going to knock the New York Yankees who over the course of history have been anything but cheap. Cheap in the Yankees, they don't belong in the same sentence, okay? They don't belong in the same sentence. But we reach a point here, when, when you get to a point as a owner of a team, you, you have to say to yourself, what price glory? What price glory? And you have to say, when is enough enough? When is too much too much? You know, if, if Aaron Judge wants to get a, a, a deal in the vicinity of $300 million a year, I don't know how he's going to get it. I don't know how he's going to get it, nor do I think the Yankees should give it to him. That is my opinion, okay? I'm not saying, like, as I say, common sense needs to prevail. But the reason I say that, Aaron Judge is 30 years old. I can't be giving a guy a 10-year contract nine at, at that age for that kind of money. I mean, that's a lot of scarol. That's a lot of dinero. That's a lot of guilt. That's a lot of rubles. That's a whole lot of hard cash. All right? It's a lot of money. Look, you know, people had pangs. If you remember when Robinson Cano, they said bye-bye. Yanks did the right thing. Yanks did the right thing. Okay? Now, Aaron Judge, like I say, he's everything that you would want. I'm not discussing anything else today but this deal. And the reason I'm talking about it, I was very glad that they had enough common sense to settle on $19 million. Aaron wanted $17 million. Excuse me, the Yankees wanted to offer. They offered initially $17 million uh, submitted in arbitration. Aaron wanted twenty one. They settled in the middle. Plus, Aaron could make 250000 for MVP of the season. Another two fifty for MVP, I think, uh, of the World Series. God bless. Okay? But when I say common sense, nobody... And I'm talking both management, I'm talking ownership, and I'm talking players and their agents. Egos should not get in the way of common sense. And I believe that's what happens here. I mean, I, I listen, you walk into a stadium, Aaron Judge jerseys, Aaron Judge this, Aaron's, Aaron Judge that. There's no reason not to like Aaron Judge. But if you're a, a Yankee owner 
if you're Hal Steinbrenner, if you're Team President Randy Johnson, there are things that you got to be a little concerned about. I mean, the Yankees offered him $213.5 million for seven years. I'll, I'll be frank with you. And I really like Aaron. But I thought Aaron was foolish to turn it down. Could have signed a deal, be done with it, added on to this year. What, what were we talking about? 213, so plus 19, what was it, 232.5, whatever? Come on. And the reason I say that from a, from a New York Yankees ownership perspective, from a management, let, let's, if, let's be fair if business is business, if we're going to talk business here, okay? We know what Aaron did in 2017. Played 155 games, banged out 52 homers, knocked in 114 runs. Now the next year, he played in 112 games. In 2018, he missed 50. He had 27 home runs, 67 runs batted in. In 19, he played in 102 games. So he missed 60 games. Another 27 home runs, 55 runs batted in, okay? Then in the uh, pandemic season of 60 games, he played in 28 of them. He played in 28 of them. Now, we know what he did last year. 148 games, 39 bombs. Okay? We we know all that. And this year, well, he's off to a, you know, just a tremendous start. And right now, he's your leading MVP candidate. 27 bombs, 53 RBIs, last I counted. But between... It, 18 and 19, he missed 110 games. Then the following year, he missed 32 of the 60. Now, I ask you, is it unreasonable for the Yankees to be a little hesitant hesitant about opening up the vaults? Really? Think about it. I mean, it, it 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 gives you pause for thought. He again, I love Aaron Judge. I mean, just just what was it? Sunday. Against the Astros, game-winning walk-off bomb. Okay? Game-winning walk-off bomb, Aaron Judge. The guy is a tremendous, tremendous player. But when does common sense prevail? I think the Yankees have used common sense. I, I think they've used a great deal of common sense in their offer. And I would not be... I would, I would even, I'd say I'll bet that the Yankees are will, willing to go up another year. I would bet on that. I, that's no inside information. Nobody's giving me anything on that. I would suggest that would happen. All right? 
But come on. If Aaron wins the MVP this year, if Aaron wins the MVP this year, I don't think the Yankees should change their minds. And that's, again, I'm not knocking Aaron Judge. I'm trying to look at it from a business standpoint. If Aaron Judge was 27, 26 years old, even 28, I'd say, okay. I would. But he's 30. But he's 30, and he has also shown that he can miss games due to injury. So what does that do to your investment? And and listen, I've heard both sides argue this all the time. I I, I remember, first of all, let's, let's take it. From the standpoint where when fans call the players selfish, okay, and foolish. And, and I remember I remember when I was a, a midday host at WFAN. And I rem- I'll never forget it. A caller called up and said, you know, Russ, these guys, they're all spoiled. Uh, I, I mean, back in the day, the guys like Joe DiMaggio, uh, back in the day, they would play for nothing, which wasn't true. Dimash held out for, I think, $25,000 one year. And when he came back, he was booed, okay? But I remember the, the fans fans saying, you know, th- th- they should be playing these games. The players should want to play these games for nothing. So I said you want, I said to the caller, you, you want to play the game for nothing? You want them to play the game for nothing? I says, let me ask you a question. What do you do for a living? No, what, what do you do for a living? Well, what's that mean? I asked you a question, pal. What do you do for a living? And I remember he, he was selling a salesman some kind of cleaning products. I said, okay, I'll tell you what. To prove your point, why don't you go into your boss next week and say, you know what, boss? I'm going to work for the next, not the year, I'm going to work for the next two weeks for nothing. And right away they go, well, what the hell are you talking about, Russ? Blah, 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 blah. You know, I had a we had to put the uh, beeper in there because he was going nuts. I was well, you said you're gonna work for nothing. The players would work for nothing. So why don't you work for nothing? Well, I don't love what I do. And I said, that's your fault. Don't criticize a player. That's your fault. If you don't love what you do, that's on you. That's not on the player. A player is entitled to get as much as he wants. I remember ask. I never forget. We were at some March of Dimes dinner, uh, a banquet, a luncheon, and Mickey was there. Mantha was there, and I said to, I says, Mick, let me ask you a question. You know, this is when the the numbers were getting crazy. I says, Mick, what do you think you'd be worth today? He put his arm around me and says, in in that Oklahoma twang, which. I, when you got a Brooklyn twang, you can't really do an Oklahoma twang. And he said, I just put my arm around Mr. Steinbrenner and say, howdy, partner. Players are going to want to get as much as they can get. I am not going to fault them for that. But at the same point, sometimes that thinking can bite the player on the keister. That can happen. Aaron Judge is going to get his money. Whether he gets it from the Yankees or somebody else, 
he's going to get his money. And then, now, when you say, well, I don't even know who or what, and I don't care if Aaron Judge goes someplace. When I say I don't care, I want him to remain a Yankee. But if somebody wants to pay him, and the Yankees subsequently end up not paying him, that happens. Can't do nothing about that. That's the name of the game. Baseball is a business. Don't ever forget that. But if he goes someplace else, he goes someplace else because somebody else wants to make a big splash. But the Yankees have to, in their mind, have to say, when does enough become enough? And for Aaron, if Aaron, if, if I was sitting down having dinner with Aaron, and I, listen, I've criticized agents for this. Time and time again, I've criticized Scott Boris time and time again. And an agent is supposed to do their job. I get that. But an agent also wants to make sure that the guy's head, the player's head and heart are in the right place. You're playing in a place that is home. It's home for you. You're playing in the biggest market in the world. You're playing where it's Madison Avenue and endorsements and advertisement, and it's your home. It's what you were brought up in. When I say how much is enough is enough, at, believe me, at $213.5 million, and that's not including endorsements or anything else and all the money he can make outside, he's already made enough money for his kids and his kids' kids to, to have a wonderful future. And I'm not just talking about Aaron Judge. I'm talking about anybody. I'm talking about anybody. In the end, who's going to get you? Uncle Uncle Sam's going to get it anyway. I remember years and years ago when um, Vince Coleman, who was an MVP for the St. Louis Cardinals, Vince Coleman left St. Louis. He's a homegrown kid from St. Louis. He was a homegrown kid playing for his home team, winning an MVP with them, okay? And he ended up leaving. Now, don't hold me to these numbers, but they're in the ballpark. I believe they offered him something like, the um, the Cardinals, I believe, offered him something like $10 million for three years. And I believe the Mets offered something like $12 million for three years. So he left the cards to come to the Mets. And I remember saying to people, man, good for the Mets, which it ended up being a pain in the ass for the Mets, but that's another story. But they got what they wanted. But if, if I'm Vince Coleman, I'm leaving my hometown, the city where my family is, where everything else is, for the $2 million that Uncle Sam's going to get. I just, that's when I say sometimes ego can't get in the way of common sense and far, far too many times. I, I mean, how... All of a sudden, a guy signs a five-year contract. Two years later, somebody signs a much bigger contract and he wants to renegotiate. Everybody wants to renegotiate up when they have a good year or somebody else cuts. But nobody wants to renegotiate down. And you've heard me say this before, not just in baseball, but in all sports. When, does you re when do you reach a point of fiscal responsibility? You know... It there comes a point where you got to say enough is enough.
Let's be smart. Let's take care of business. Let's do it the right way. We love Aaron Judge. We want Aaron Judge to be a Yankee. We're offering him this kind of money. Well, well okay, you want to dicker back and forth? What? A mere, a mere bag of shells. Another $30 million per year. Or $30.5 million per year. But, I mean, if, if Aaron wants those kind of numbers, he said, okay, no, I'll just take a seven-year contract, but I got to have 35 or $40 million a year. Well, you know what? To me, Aaron's pipe-dreaming. Now, that's my opinion. I'm not knocking Aaron for wanting to get as much as he can get. That's his choice. At the same time, at the same time I'm not going to knock the Yankees for being prudent in what they need to do, for being smart. Trust me, they want Aaron Judge. As sure as I'm sitting here, everybody within the Yankee organization wants Aaron Judge. And I'll tell you what, as my voice cracks, I'll tell you what, I'm sure Aaron Judge wants the Yankees. So here we are. They've played 73 games. We have a lot more to this season. But this, the longer this season goes... And it's going to go, and if Aaron continues with the numbers, it's going to be mayhem. It's going to be with with the media, it's with the fans, it'll be on social media, it'll be on Twitter, it'll be on Facebook, it'll be every place. You, You won't be able to walk and talk without hearing about an Aaron Judge contract. Everybody's going to have a side. Everybody's going to have a side. All I'm saying to all you folks out there. Everybody wants the same thing. But if you choose to pick a side, pick it fairly and pick it with common sense. Pick it with common sense. It's not monopoly money. It's real money. Okay? It's not your money. It's somebody else's money. And I always say, it's very easy to be big with somebody else's money. I just hope common sense prevails. And I hope Aaron Judge remains a Yankee. I hope they can win championships. That's what you want. But if it doesn't happen, that's the business we've chosen. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do that on Twitter, uh, at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Now I'd like to thank my home here at Believe.com because, as you know, I say it many times, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, I got to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Folks, have yourselves a great week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.